to my listeners, this episode is the beginning of a new series. And not one that should last too long, but something that's nearly helped inspire. Um, it was around the topic of adult friendship, or friendship as a whole, really. Um, I think it's a type of human relationship that is often undervalued as one that is meant to fade away and dissipate naturally. And, not, and I think it's one that deserves a lot more attention than it gets normally. I think people in general are becoming more and more aware of this, more mindful of this. And yeah, this, this little series serves as my attempt at exploring that. Hope you guys enjoy it. As always, available every YouTube podcast. <clears throat> my listeners, thank you for tuning in. Today I'm joined by my good friend, Sinele. He has decided to... First of all, he's one of the first few people who's, who said to me, mate, that I actually like to come and chop. And, and he's had a, a chop of his own in mind. He hasn't just come to me and said, ah, let, me, let me come spew there without an idea of his own. Um, today's episode, uh, Sanele, please do introduce yourself before I continue. Yeah, how's it, guys? So, Sanele Mawisa here. Um, thanks for, for accepting me being <laughs> on the show, seeing as well, kind of, I, I reached out to you and... I guess, yeah, there's uh, a couple of things I want to get off my chest. So thanks for the, for the opportunity to do so. I mean, honestly, the fact that you are this willing to just share with us, that means the world. Truly, truly. But yeah, t- today's topic, mate, I, I think the, the listener needs to hear from, from the horse's mouth. Yeah, no, for sure. I th- yeah, I've, I've gone through a certain um, evolution in my, in my life as, as people naturally go through. Um, being in my still in my early early thirties and um, assessing the relationships um, that I've had and and how they've all manifested, um, I don't know if it's like a, I mean maybe I'm too young for a midlife crisis, but it's one of those things where um, assessment and evaluation and analysis of of things that have gone before um, need to be looked at, and um, I think this this provides kind of a nice cathartic vehicle for me to. To offload. Um, so most of it will be a discussion around sort of interpersonal relationships um, and some of the contributing factors to, you know, the, the, some of the negatives um, and positives of it. But obviously, with the view of looking at it from from my personal perspective. Okay. Okay. And with that, with that being said, so um, let's get into it. I, I think I'm most curious about what you would describe as the biggest difference in your friendships in your early 20s versus your early 30s? Yeah, dude. So, I mean, there's a lot that happens and I think people don't take enough time and, and I'll actually go back slightly before, like let's say mid 20s or early 20s, even like once you leave like school and you go into varsity and the the massive difference, the type of relationships you have or the amount of relationships that you have because obviously once you get into varsity it's just like big bad world where you know you probably went to school with like maybe 800 to 1000 people in your school and now you know in my case you're going to UCT and there's like 20,000 of of you guys there so um trying to take stock of what that means and and how it opens your eyes to different types of relationship because for the first time you have to look at okay cool I've got a I went to you know Ronald Bosch Boys High School in Cape Town. Um, and now 
I'm friends with X person who went to Saints or went to Crawford or etc. Um, and now you're looking at how they grew up as opposed to you. Um, and all of those little things play in how, you know, you understand people and, and understand where you fit in relationships. So it opens up like this crazy world where you, you don't really take stock of, um, of the little lessons and things that you learn because it's varsity dude. So you just like, you're trying to have as much fun and put in as little effort, but still passing as possible. Um, so I don't think there's an awful lot of consideration to your, your personal growth um, and development in relation to interrelationships. Um, so basically to answer your question, I think in, in the early 20s and mid 20s for me, it was just, bruh, if, if we meet up and there's a vibe and we connect, cool, we'll chop. Um, we definitely won't make plans. We will probably just be on that like, yo, when I see you, I'll see you. And when we see each other, it's great. Um, uh, across the board, I think especially because of the amount of people you meet in that period of your life, around early 20s, mid 20s, a lot of them don't necessarily have a lot of depth to them. It's kind of like you have a lot of groove mates and you have probably a lot of acquaintances, which you mistake for friendships, I believe, um, especially during that time, because I don't think you've got enough experience in order to compartmentalize those two or those three um, type of relationships that you can have and you all just bunch everyone into like friendship but w when you look at it um, from the outside it's not necessarily like that so that's that's the biggest thing for me and then you know once you get older and you get more mature and the EQ starts developing you you look at it in terms of do these people fit into the type of life I want to live so that adds a certain layer and context and depth to it where it's like if you, if someone is not on the same path or has the same interests or the same passions or is as dedicated as you are in your work or your craft or whatever then it's like we we might not align even though maybe the banter can flow from here to the Nile river but essentially that person doesn't fit into your life as opposed to in your early 20s mid 20s you're like bro that doesn't really matter to me because again at that age you probably haven't even figured yourself out yet to the point where you know what you want for yourself and you know what life you want to lead but once you get older you get a little bit more clarity on that stuff and now everyone around needs to kind of assimilate somewhat to what you're comfortable with and i think when you get older you also have far less um ability to to understand things or, or people that that don't align to what you want um because earlier you kind of just accepted like, oh, okay, maybe he is or she is a bit of a dickhead and they do kind of a, lot, a few things that I don't like, but you know what? The banter's dope and, you know, when we meet up, it's a vibe. I think accepting that kind of decreases quite significantly as you, as you get older and more mature and you're like, I, if it's outside of these particular realms or maybe boundaries that, that I have or expectations that I have for a friendship or relationship with someone, then you know, I'm not going to put necessarily effort into cultivating it or et cetera. So, yeah, very long-winded, but hopefully you get me. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I think what you pointed out is it, it, it's definitely a, a very notable difference that I think everyone would have experienced on some level, right? That trying to make friends in your adult life requires a lot more synchronicity than in university. I, I think I'm just curious about what you feel 
the importance of making adult friendships is like what like what what do you think the level of importance is for making adult friendships for you is because I I like looked at um like my parents for example mm-hmm. uh, specifically like my timer that doesn't that hasn't made a new friend in a very very long time like yeah. his friends his new friends are at church he's mm-hmm. he's not picking up random new mates and just saying as hey, this is this is this is what what I need right now I, I don't think mm-hmm. we'd have um a guiding light of thoughts mm-hmm. as you get older for trying to establish these kinds of friendships like there's almost no need like who you have is who you've got pretty much yeah yeah does, does that yeah. concern you at all like knowing well, that it is going to be that much harder to find those new kinds of connections yeah to to be honest what you're mentioning is something that I've I've um ruminated quite a lot about um recently around how how to approach you know developing relationships in in your adult life um whether or not you know it's something that you should have or shouldn't have and what is your reference point is your reference point like for instance you mentioned your dad is your reference point your parents is it your friends in terms of how they go about it and whether or not it's something that makes sense for me um and i guess from my perspective the way that i look at it is um i'm generally quite risk averse um in terms of exploring almost anything new in general um and as i've got older i think some of the experiences that i've had um throughout my life have created quite a high level of anxiety when it comes to like human beings just in general and having conversations with human beings approaching human beings especially ones that are new to me um is is always quite a daunting prospect for me um and because of that I kind of just lock in on on my group that that I've you know established over a period of time um and even when there are opportunities for me to to create uh, more depth in certain like meetups with people if I meet new people and I'm like okay cool like I had a I had a very nice chat with this girl or this guy and you know we have things in common and the f- conversation flowed and it looks like there's you know potential for this to be something you know um you know more solid and then there's this thing in the back of my mind that goes dog what if they actually hated your bones or they were pretending or like it didn't actually go the way that you thought it was and then all this doubt creeps in and then i get to a point where i'm like no 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 um i'm not going to go down that that rabbit hole um just in case you know it's, it's all in my head and even besides and analyzing it from their perspective and imagining whether or not they had the same feelings it's also for me around okay am i prepared to take on a new friend like it's weird man like it's almost like i viewed it in terms of if you have a job and then you get a new project and it's like maybe on your on your plan of of current projects you're like i don't know if i can take this extra one on but it looks enticing and you know it could bring us more money but is is the juice worth the squeeze i think that's the main thing that always crosses my mind um and your your preparedness or or your ability to put in efforts to try and figure that out for me i feel like decreases exponentially the older you get like with every passing year my willingness to like try and put in effort to like cultivate new friendships or relationships just dwindles bro because um and i think a lot of it also has to do with the existing relationships that you have and as you get older how 
maybe intense they get because life is nuts. Um, and, you know, managing that current, you know, I don't want to like dehumanize it, but that current roster of, of friends or relationships that you have and whatever it comes with becomes a lot more daunting the older you get. Because when you're 20, 25, bro, your problems are nowhere near the same when you're like 33 like me, right? So um, that also takes a lot of time out of it. Uh, and, and let's say taking on sort of new friendships um, once that is going on always for me, yeah, it seems the ROI doesn't seem that high to me, basically. Okay, okay. Oh, no, that is a very, um, I want to say it's so, I want to use such a serious term, but I can think of a negative Nancy uh, kind, <laughs> of a, kind of a yeah. <laughs> uh, outlook on it. Um, and look, I, I think you, you're older than me, so I think you have a greater greater like level of experience when it comes to what it would be like to actually have to build a friendship at that age right like yeah. i can't yeah. i can't say no your bones your bones you know nothing ah you're so negative because yeah. like, yeah. i haven't been there truthfully yeah but but i am still curious and i am still going to go on and be pig-headed and say damn you damn your bones can't be that way because <laughs> i i think that the biggest obstacle i found in trying to start new friendships is me I, yeah. I don't think that it is this inherently difficult task that that means that as as you get older, it's just not it's just not a like an attainable thing whatsoever mm. because you know you're just old and it's just like that it's just life it's just mm. I don't think human connection is that narrow. I do think yeah. that it is a bit harder than when you than when you're younger because there are a lot more like a lot fewer shared spaces. Mm. So on that level, of course. It can't be as easy as when you're 18. It can't be as easy as when you're 23. And the fact that, you, that you're 33 years old now is going to feel a lot more difficult, but I think it just requires a lot more consideration. I don't think consideration immediately means more difficulty. I think consideration yeah. just means that the pace at which a friendship can, can like ignite is just a bit slower. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think that, that that's really the concern because in my mind, at least, you mentioned earlier the importance of having the experience to know that, okay, this person isn't my friend, they're my group friend. This person isn't actually my friend, we're just in shared spaces. Mm. I'd argue that as I've gotten older, at least when I've been like trying to, mm. it's easier now to make friends, for me at least. Okay. Yeah. Like, if, if only because I know what kind of person I'd want as my friend. If I'm to incorporate this new person, I need, to, like, I know that it requires a certain amount of effort. It requires a certain amount of awareness and a certain amount of like just shared values. Like we need to be in like a similar place that I know what I can and can expect from you just in how you live your own life. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And you've, you've sparked um, another thought and, and maybe something that I can um, provoke you on is also what comes into it is, you know, individuals um, definition of, of friendship and, I mean it like in a granular sense in terms of is your friend someone you talk to about X and Y? Is your friend someone that you make plans to meet up with on a certain regular basis? Um, is like all of those type of things also a part of my consideration in terms of like, because now that you mentioned it, I'm thinking I, I there are people like, and, and I guess this is a great way to bring it across is, the age of, of social media now, right? Um, and I guess you can even probably use you and I as an example, right? So, 
you know, I, we, we haven't probably spent a lot of time with each other, like in an offline space. I mean, it's a lot of maybe shared spaces. Um, we, we, we have had like a meetup, but a lot of it has been in the digital realm or so whether it's, you know, WhatsApp or it's DMs on Instagram or Twitter. But from my perspective, like you're a mate, you know, but then yeah. there's some other, there's some other people in my life who I kind of might do similar things to, but I don't feel the same. And that's where I think it gets tricky because a lot of it can't be defined by, um, you know, activities and things that you do or don't do. I feel like a lot of it is how the person feels about you and whether they call you a friend based on feeling more than on anything else. So again, that, that aspect now, when I, when I look at my, my current relationships and how do I actually define whether I call you an acquaintance or a friend? Because for instance, there are, there's like one or two colleagues, for instance, at my place of work, where some of the chops I've had with them are, I don't even, some of the things I haven't even said to my mates. So now does that constitute them as being my mates? But now I don't hang out to them as much and I might not feel that way. But for some reason, and on any given day, I felt comfortable to tell them about something, you know, that I wouldn't tell someone that I'd constitute as being a friend. Um, and I know I'm getting sort of quite pedantic in the way that I'm analyzing it, but it's just my, the way my mind works, right? So um, I, I appreciate you, um, you know, sharing from your side how you feel in terms of, you know, how you felt it's probably getting easier as, you, as you're getting older. For me, it's a lot of it goes down to also being quite set in your ways. Like when you get older, like changing your, I find like changing your routine and the way you do things just becomes so much harder and it's, and it doesn't happen naturally. So what I'm saying is that it's not impossible, but now you almost have to make time to do things that force you to behave in a way that is open to trying new things. So what I mean by that is, I don't know, um, and this might sound stupid, but it's like setting a reminder to fucking read a new book or setting a reminder to go onto a, I don't know, like a pop culture website and see what's going on or go or make a reminder that no, this month I'm not going to have date night at Uko. I'm going to go to somewhere where I haven't gone before. Like you have to make conscious and intentional decisions to do that stuff. Otherwise it doesn't happen. Um, and I guess it, it all points down to that, the famous phrase, if, if, if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? So it's having to accept that if you want or if you feel the necessity to change something in your life or to meet new people, for example, you have to be intentional about it. And I think it's that part of intentionality which is the part that for me feels like it makes it more difficult. That's the difficult aspect is that I actually have to be intentional. It's not going to happen organically for me because organically I'm going to revert to type. That, that is physiologically, that's what my body is used to doing. That's what my mind is used to doing. So if I don't um, create intentions to try and do something different, it's never just going to happen. Okay. Okay. So I, I like that you're aware of where it is just on you. Like it's yeah, like no, that, fully. You, that, no. that, you, that no. you want certain in a certain way, that that's how you move at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But um, what, what, you, what you pointed out about being able to share certain things with people at work versus with your friends, I think, again, that points to a, like a proximity thing. Like, because you're yeah. in the same space and they kind of end up being almost neutral, it becomes easier to share with people who you might not necessarily know like that because they can give you a perspective that doesn't have 
all the weight that you would have when looking at the situation for yourself. I think that's kind of why you have, that's why we have different kinds of relationships. I don't think every single new person you pick up needs to become this absolutely pivotal person in your life, but they can still perform an, an important function and you can do the same for them without necessarily establishing that level of closeness. So something yeah. I've picked up in like just online conversation, even in just listening to people, is a frustration of people not necessarily being everything that you want them to be, that your, that your one friend isn't able to offer this level of support and you're so disappointed that you know, they, they couldn't be that person at that point in time. But I found, at least for myself, that when I've been really disappointed in a conversation with somebody, like, and, and they haven't met me exactly where I want them to, when I've taken the time to like, look back and reflect, it's not necessarily been because they failed me as a friend. It might be because I've expected something from them that they might not have shown me before. And that also, I realistically could have gotten somewhere else. Like, I've been able to look back and think to myself and say, I actually know the person I was, I was meant to call for this specific reaction. But you kind of attach the expectation of what you wanted to, to, to have needed to come from this one specific person. I don't think that the way we engage with people is fair a lot of the time. Like I, you, I, I, you're, you're preaching to the choir, bro. Um, yeah. And this is something that um, I've had a lot of conversations about, particularly in one of my friendship circles where um, for, for the law, majority of the period of time, it's been sort of four of us um, in, in this friendship group that's lasted, I don't know, maybe six, seven, eight years um, with all four of us. I know individually they've probably different lengths of friendships, but something that I, I brought to the table within that friendship group was around expectations um, and the danger around expectations that you place on people um, because that's the part that I find that's unfair, right? So we, we are mates, but you've set certain expectations that you have of me and what then makes it worse, where there's a disconnect is where now you, you, you haven't necessarily shared those with me or I'm not aware of them. So I don't even know that I might be disappointing the expectations that you have of me, right? Um, and that puts me in a, in a weird position because um, first and foremost, I didn't ask for expectations to be set on me because what people want in friendships differs, right? From person to person. Mm. And the, the, the secondary part of it and what I believed was something quite crucial for us to maintain the dynamic that you had in, in the particular friendship group that I'm talking about is the importance of, of people playing their roles. Uh, and I know it probably might seem a little bit rigid or, or backwards, but for me, and obviously the evidence will suggest that for us, it, it's been working, is everyone understanding each other's role within the particular friendship group so that people make sure that they try their best to play the role that everyone is kind of comfortable with them playing and the role that they bring into the friendship group. So I'll make a, a lazy example. So in the friendship group, there's the guy that's kind of really funny, um, a little bit selfish, um, you know, um, does things in the way that they want to do it. And the way that we engage with the person is with that lens. So we have that lens when we engage with the person, then you have someone that's the emotional person that has the EQ. And, you know, if you have particular issues, like they're comfortable with engaging in that type of conversation. So um, those kind of roles make it that everyone kind of knows where to go to for what. And 
not that it's like the end of the effing world if you decide to go to someone for something that's not in their role, but then you must do that with your eyes wide open with understanding that like this might not be this person's role. And if you get frustrated or disappointed by the type of engagement you get from them, then that's, that's on you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, I think what I'm going to ask after is like you clearly know in that friendship group why you're friends with them. But do you know the core value that you use to befriend people in your life? Like, do you know I'm friends with this person because of this? This is the key, like, personality trait that made me think this made sense. Yeah, good question. Um, and that, that's actually evolved for me over time. For, for the majority of my life, it was um, based on things that made me feel comfortable. So, you know, someone that can kind of converse or speak in, like, the way that I speak in terms of language, um, you know, if they had similar backgrounds, if we, you know, had things of interest, not so much personality things like, are they a good person or a bad person? Because again, that's also somewhat subjective. So um, it was more about their, their similarities to who I am because that made it feel like whatever engagement we had, it would always come from an understanding. What I didn't like when I was younger is having to explain my perspective to someone because they don't understand it. Um, and I was, I guess I was a little lazy to, to kind of be like, oh, okay, cool. You're from whatever, you know, that just because, you know, we don't speak the same language or whatever doesn't mean we can't um, engage with each other. But then when I've gotten older now, I, it's, it's become so much more simplified um, in that it's more of a, it's more of a feeling thing. Um, for me, it's good energy, right? So I've become like, not that I'm a, chakra homie or whatever but i've, I've placed quite a, a big um importance on reciprocal energy and not just reciprocal energy but an individual person's energy and how you feel immediately when you're ever in their space so if i'm in someone's space and i feel like okay this person is is bringing positive or good energy that also aligns with mine then that's the best starting block for me to go okay i'm prepared to like explore a friendship or relationship with this person um and it's almost made my life a little bit easier because i've reverted to almost just going completely off my feeling and my gut as opposed to having these rigid like did we go to similar schools and etc cetera, etc cetera, right um and, th and that's the lens with which i i use to decide kind of whether i'm i'm, I'm happy to explore a friendship and to be honest even though i'm saying like it's a it's a recent thing i wouldn't say recent like a couple of months it's been a couple of years where that approach has evolved for me and the reason why i'm saying that is because i think it was also quite um uh quite part of the reason why you know i've kind of always let's say felt comfortable with you or were happy to be like okay cool i consider kanye mates is is mostly energy right is the the way that i've i've seen you sort of present yourself or the general energy whenever we meet is something that the overall experience feels positive um and that allows me to then feel comfortable to be like okay if the overall energy experience is good then you know then i'm willing to be like okay what else is there do you know what i mean mm. i'd like to point out that you said you're not a, a chakra brew but you're sounding very much like a chakra oak right now i think you might have yeah, but, I don't, but i don't do like I didn't do astrology and birth charts and I didn't ah, do that stuff. 
Doug, that, that that means you're a beginner. You clearly you could you <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't hate it, is what I'm hearing. I'm putting my toes in. <laughs> just yeah. check, Doug. Just check. I I, I think your 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 masculinity might be preventing you. Maybe that's maybe that's your truth. Maybe that will reveal the answer the, the questions, the answers to the questions that you have. Maybe, maybe mm. actually. It could be shot. Doug. To, to to truly just let you let your intuition go, to let go yeah. of the, the the rigid routine once and for all. Yeah, yeah. got you hundred percent. But no, that, that 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 makes sense. I think I think needing to go off of how how you received is that I think that's how everyone get gets to at a certain point in time, right? That like if you can trust that this person isn't like gonna try murder you, that if they receive <laughs> if you if they receive you well and you have you know a decent bit of banter between you, then it shouldn't be that difficult to initiate a friendship. It shouldn't be this insurmountable task. Yeah. No, I know, and I think. The, the weird thing, even though what I've said, what I've said now is it's, it, it feels a little bit scarier, I guess, to, to just base it off or simplify it in terms of, of energy reciprocation or energy transfer, whatever you want to call it, because like you, you would have to trust that you are interpreting and reading that energy for what it actually is. Um, because I'm not going to sit here and say that there haven't been some people where, you know, I felt the energy was dope. And then the next thing they are the, the, like the antithesis of, of whatever that energy I saw at that particular time. Because again, you have to add it into context. Like maybe, maybe that was that person's really good day, but me, but like usually they like a dick, but you met them when they were in a good mood. They just got paid. They bought like some LV. Um, and now that version is a version that you're going to base whether or not this person is, you know, worthy of, you know, being a friend of yours or not. So there is definitely more that has to go into it past that stage because um, I, I think the manner in which you um, dissect the energy that you receive, there's, there's, there's a lot of context to it, which, um, you know, you need to also factor in. No, definitely. I think that's why no one's going to say that, yo, that's my best friend after meeting someone for the first time. There's yeah. a waiting process. You need time yeah. to, like, properly... You know, decide that okay, this is someone that I can say is my friend, really and truly. Yeah, no, I got you. So, with with all that in mind, like this idea that you know it takes time to to form a friendship, you need the right energy, you need the right things in mind, you need to like hold off a little bit because you don't know them that well yet. Mm. I don't think I understand exactly where your apprehension is truly, truly coming from because you have all these checks and balances in place. You know why this can't happen. Like, like what, what is the difficulty you find with friendship as an adult? Like, truly, what's like, what's, that's really the issue. So, so it depends whether, whether it's, a, it's a conversation about why, why I might be finding existing adult relationships difficult or the pursuit of, of new ones. So, so let's, let's start with the first one. Okay, cool. So the existing ones, and, and it's based on kind of what, what we first started speaking about before, before we started was around, you know, what, what is going on in, in individual people's lives and whether or not you are still aligned with each other on, on the friendship and what the friendship means and what you both get out of the friendship as the years go by, right? And the reason for that is because people are not the same. I'm, I'm not the same person I was fucking six months ago let alone a year or five years ago right so what my needs and wants and the things that i care deeply about or etc 
my generally as a human being and for me anyway evolves over time so you know for instance there's friends of mine for instance who you know were a certain type of way um and i got used to that and the friendship worked with them being in in or giving off that type of vibe or that personality and then they go through certain changes where it's like okay cool all of a sudden you don't like this thing anymore that you used to like and now you like this now you now you're a plant dad and now that's the main thing that you care about and now your views on the EFF aren't the same as they were like you know a year ago six months ago and obviously everyone's allowed to to adapt and change and evolve but it's almost like there needs to be some sort of like check-in like within within a relationship or friendship where it's like okay where are you at right now so that the change doesn't seem as drastic when you're just like, oh my God, I actually don't even know who you are anymore. Um, and an example of, of me trying to practically um, manage that is, uh, I'll use an example in, in my romantic relationship is something that we kind of instituted was like a monthly relationship check-in. So what that means is obviously, and especially when you're living together, like the day-to-day -day stuff just becomes very like, ordinary and mundane and you just every day is just okay wake up go to work come home make food put something on to watch and then you know you're not you're not really being intentional about the relationship with each other and when you let that manifest for too long a period of time then that's when I feel like people start getting to a point where it's like oh we're just not the same anymore and we're drifting apart but it's like if we checked into each other we would have kind of maybe managed that process a little bit better um, and for us in my romantic relationship, it's checking in and saying, okay, cool, where are we at right now? Um, let's review the previous month in terms of like, was I giving you what you needed and what you wanted? How did I handle this, et cetera, et cetera. So because, because of the, the, the up and down of every single day, sometimes you don't really have time for that, but we've intentionally decided to make time for that and say, okay, this is the time for us to check in with each other. Um, and it's a new thing that I've, that, that we've started and, it's been quite helpful in terms of you know you don't you don't hold on to things and go ish i've been feeling like i'm not granting this dude and it's been going on six months and then all of a sudden you guys meet up again and then there's awkward energy because you obviously have something that's been sitting on your mind whether consciously or subconsciously and it hasn't been addressed and maybe that person can feel it but you don't know that you're expressing that to them so that type of stuff is, is things that i'm learning i'm, I'm trying to avoid um, and that there's transparency in in the friendship or relationship. Oh, no, that's a very um, adult way of looking at things to just try make your relationships in general more intentional. I think what you what you've highlighted has been a I would say like a, like a fear because I, I I think my dating experience is very young, so I don't have that many actual hangups yet. But one of them has been the idea of it becoming stale. And I think what what you pointed out now is probably one of the reasons that can happen that you can, at a certain point, just be doing things on autopilot. Like, we are just in the house together every day, so it's entirely plausible that we might not be engaging the way, the way you should. Like, something I've, yeah. I've been toying with recently is, like, the idea that you actually have to keep throwing it at your honey. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it helps keep... Um, and I think, I think the idea that you still really want this person around, yeah. like as something that is top of mind and not something that you can kind of, that you have to kind of remind yourself of that, like, you know, we live in the same house because obviously I care about you, you know, it shouldn't have yeah. to be a thing that, um, that, that, you, that you need to remind yourself of it. I think it helps 
if aside from birthdays and like big moments that people were more vocal about how they feel about each other. Yeah, I think, 100%. I think um, one thing I do, I, where I do resonate with you with regards to like, like current friendships is that it's very easy to just not do intentional things with your friends. Like you just kind of be like, oh, we boys though. And you're just boys. Yeah. And you are boys. Yeah, we're boys. You come on. boys. And as you pointed out, then the changes come, and, come as they do and they have to come as they do because that's what happens. Everyone is going through so many other things. It's like, Dog, what do you mean I didn't ask about your day? I'm not going to ask about your day. I might not yeah. ask. It's entirely plausible this today on August 1st that I might not ask more than like 20 people like how, yeah. how, how their days were like, on, yeah. like over the phone. Like if I, I didn't yeah. see you that week. I have no plans to see you anytime soon. If I don't call you, if I, don't, if I don't see you at any point in the next three weeks, how would I find that out? And yeah. it's, it's easy to end up in a situation where it's just like, you, you don't know that this happened. You don't know that that happened. And you've kind of slowly created this way lack of closeness because there's been no reason to link up with the person. Yeah, so, yeah, 100%. So, so, so I'm curious, though. You, you, you do this in your romantic relationship. In a way that because you don't do that in your friendships, as a result... It is like there's a priority that you already put in place. And I think that that's actually the biggest obstacle of friendships in general, that because they're taken so lightheartedly, taken so casually, that the natural way for things to go is for them to like eventually fade and your partner becomes the person that you ultimately live with and build a life with. And everyone else doesn't necessarily fade away because they're still important, they'll still be there. But how that relationship survives ultimately is based on shared history and like the fact that you no know, man, you know, this person loves you, they will be there. Like, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. to a certain extent, has to be more accepting in nature. Like, the, the, those, those gaps you speak of, like when people make those mistakes, I think that's actually just part of the process because the relationship isn't as intense as a romantic one because you aren't expecting to live with your friends for the rest of your life, you're not expecting to necessarily grow old with your friends in the same house that that kind of has to be how it is i don't know if there truly is a way to reach a point in a friendship where like i don't think it's impossible but i don't think in all of your friendships it's likely that you have the situation where you have these check-ins you have this kind of constant awareness of you know this person's changing like like you know so much would be so different and i think when you look at family and i hate that i'm like conflating these different types of dynamics. You look at like how family relationships are, like at a certain point in time, your friendship has to function like that where there is just this implicit understanding that whoever you are, in whatever version you show up as, that is still my friend, provided you aren't like doing crimes, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 you, you, you've hit the nail on the head. And, and from, from my perspective, the weird thing is, is that, and, and I guess maybe if you're using the example of, of, whether or not you know I've I've instituted um, you know these these check-ins in the friendship realm is is something that I definitely am going to be doing. I think I just needed to almost trial it with my partner to get enough data points to consider whether or not it's viable to extrapolate to to the friendship circle. Because for me, I've always been a person that prioritizes friendships actually to my detriment. Um, where how do you detriment? the level of investment that I, I've, I, I tend to put into friendships usually lead to high levels of disappointment. So what I mean by that is, um, you know, getting to a point where 
you know, you're always reaching out and you're always assisting. And at the drop of a hat, you do X, Y, and Z, but that doesn't get reciprocated in any sort of way. And I, I spent a large part of my life almost knowing that that wasn't that I wasn't going to get any reciprocation in what I was giving out. But I was so my self-esteem was so low that I was like, fuck it, I'll just do it anyway. Still, I'll just continue just doing it. It's got nothing to do with them. It's me. It's what I've decided to do. But then I was like, at some point, like, nah, dude, like these people are actually they don't feel me on the level of actually just give me enough respect to return, not return, but to give me something of value that I'm providing for them. Right. And some of the main conversations I've had with my friends is, and again, it, it, I guess it comes down to, you know, whether or not you're allowed to, you want to be intentional about these things is openly discussing um, love languages as a concept. That's something that I've done with all of my friends and relationships. Probably the only people I haven't done with is my parents, but they are like 74 and, you know, they lived in the 1940s. So trying to have a conversation with them about love languages is, yeah. But anyway. Look, uh, look crazy. Yeah. So I, I've had those conversations with all my friends and be like, I need to know what these things are because the reason why they're important is you might not feel like I love you because I'm not giving you the way that you recognize love as, right? So you recognize the feeling of love or someone showing you love as me texting you and checking up on you. But instead what I'm doing is I am, I don't know, getting you a present or whatever. I'm just making random examples. And it's unfortunate, but that's the only way that people perceive love is through their own version of, of how they want to feel love or how, how they want to feel respect, right? So there's no point in me wasting my time expressing a version of a love that you don't see. Like, you'll know that I love you, but it won't bang the same because I'm not giving it to you in the way that you recognize it at its highest level, right? So that's something that I've had with my friends and it's made a lot of our engagements a lot more organic because I know in the back of my mind, X person would prefer that I'm the checkup friend as opposed to this person is like, yo dog, um, I need to talk to you about my life. And this person is like, boy, can you come? Um, I want you to come see where my parents, whatever it might be. Mm. Um, and just being willing. And again, it comes to another tough conversation around compromises. What are you willing to compromise on whether or not you prepare to give that person that version of love? even though you don't, you might not understand it or it's not the one that you prefer for yourself, are you willing to still try your best to give it to them in that way and in that format and in that version? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm dumbfounded. I won't lie. That is, I think you might have the most adult approach to trying to do friendships that I've encountered at this point in time. I don't think there's a lot of people that are trying this actively, at least not Oaks. I think, I think women generally go like I maybe even go too hard with the friendship thing. Mm. Like having watched, mm. having watched my mom, is like that, that lady has friends, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same as my mom. And my dad is similar to your dad. My dad, I don't think my dad has made a new friend since I was birthed. Mm. And probably like, before that, preceding me. Like really, like since becoming, uh, like, like living in a democratic SA, he's like grand. Like it's, it's yeah, cool. yeah. No, and, and for him, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't even believe in the concept of friendship. That's something that he told my brother and I growing up earlier. It was like, damn friends. Friends are manuals. The only thing you need is family. That's it. Nothing else matters. Don't have friends. Friends will toast you. Friends don't care about you. Um, friends can disappear whenever they want. They don't, they're, not, they're not joined by blood. You know that, and, and there are certain merits to it, but I mean, it's, 
there's there's elements of it which obviously whether you're a millennial or Gen Z, you've kind of established the fact that it's not as cut and dry as that because yeah. family can also be very, very bones. And, and, no, no, and family can be tired. <laughs> family can be so tired. But in, I think the perspective that my dad has is that rather it that than rather be tired with your family than be like unsure and like trying too much with a friend who owes yeah. you nothing. Because I think in his mind, he thinks family always owes you at least a certain amount of respect to like hear you out at least because you are joined by blood or whatever and that's his perspective and i understand why he has it but for me for me and my brother growing up it was trying to bring friends to the house and telling our dad like oh i've got a new friend he was like why like dog just like, talk, like, to your like cousin he's, he's talk to your uncle who who yeah mm, like well, you call your cousin yeah he's like you just dog your cousin if you need a friend, just make your cousin your friend. How about that? You know, like, it's a bit back there, but I'm hearing him young. Yeah, that's like, what I, I'm saying. I do understand the merits of it. It's just, in practicality, it doesn't play out like that in the way that he's, he views it. Well, look, I, I think, I think my, my issue with, with why, with, like, with that approach of, like, family first is that it's a very limiting way of engaging with the world. There's so many different people that, you know, you are immediately closed off to just because they weren't born into the same family as you. Like, living, yeah. living like that is ridiculous. I think your social skills, if you are only family-centered, are immediately just a, a bit more tempered. But I think the fact that you, you shared that also gives a lot of context as to why this topic would be the one that you'd want, you'd want to go with. You'd come from a place where, you know, there, wasn't, there, there was no guideline as to how to approach, you know, navigating with the world at large. So, shout out to you, dude. Like, I think, I think take, taking that on and, like, wanting to share and, like, expand on it and essentially build it from scratch is, like, admirable. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's daunting. But, I, but I, I think for me why I, I view it in a sense that it doesn't feel probably as um, scary or as difficult to, to explore is because... I know that innately my innate human personality, like the personality that I came in with into this world has always been one that is aligned to opening up connection, friendships, loved ones, being uh, empathetic, being considerate, um, being altruistic, all of these type of things. So it's almost like if I don't feed that and I don't cultivate that, then I will find myself looking at myself in the mirror being like, dog who are you like you know that this is not you and i've gone through a lot of those situations where i've i've tried to like go back on what is in my in my soul and in my heart and whatever um because maybe there were a couple of bad experiences or whatever and been like yeah i know damn that bro like i'm not gonna do that but bro i the thing that's most natural to me is being open and um and and being considerate of people and wanting to connect with people from all walks of life. Um, so I kind of have to remind myself to allow myself grace sometimes when maybe there might be one or two doubts or whatever, but always remember that, you know, the, the thing that will always make sense to me is just being myself, basically. And I think a lot of people can take like, a lot of courage from that, that you don't necessarily need to fit into the mold of what your family would have chosen for you in terms of just how you like, conduct yourself. Like you, like you do have to just choose to be who you are. Like you, you, are, you are actively 
someone trying to do something that is the opposite of what your father would have done for himself. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, okay. No, I, I, I think, I, I think that that that's where that's where we leave it. I think, I yeah. think everyone knows knows where you stand. A man, a man who loves his friend, truly. <laughs> yeah, truly. Um, yeah. Again, thanks, thanks for having me on. This is, um, I think it's a it's a cathartic thing for me to, to to talk about and not just to talk about, to specifically talk about it with you. Um, I, I don't think there's many other people that I'd, that I'd feel comfortable to have this type of conversation with, and it's mostly because of, of what I've gathered from the way that, that you think about things and the way that you assess various things in life. Um, uh, so, yeah, thanks for that. I appreciate it. I mean, honestly, the pleasure is all mine. And there is, there is a, 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 return, a return slot I have booked for you. Um, the topic okay. we discussed earlier. You, cool. you will have to, have to return. And thank you. <laughs> thank, you for with, thank you for sharing with me. Thank you for taking the time. And I hope you enjoy the evening. Yeah, likewise, bro. Shots. All right. Easy, bro. Cheers.